Well, virtually all of official Washington, Republicans and Democrats, have united behind the idea that the United States has a moral obligation to go deeper into war in Syria. We already have thousands of troops in Syria, though you wouldn't know it from watching the other Robert Mueller-based channels. They're all Stormy Daniels all the time. But it's true we do, and one American soldier's already died in Syria. We've killed hundreds of Russian citizens so far there and lobbed in a series of cruise missiles. But that's not enough, the pundits say. We need a real war, something big and deadly, primarily to avenge the Syrian president, Assad's poison gas attack on his own citizens over the weekend. Here's some of the growing consensus on that. Assad and his inner circle should be considered war criminals, uh, uh, legitimate military targets. If you have the opportunity to take him out, you should. It's very clear to me that this president, after using such rhetoric on Sunday, has to take strong, stronger military action than we did last year. We have a leader who is now a war criminal supported by the Iranians and the Russians. That demands a strong and risky response. If the West won't stand up when a leader uses uh, gas multiple times against his own people, we live in a very dangerous world. So that's the consensus. Last night we asked the obvious questions about it. Before we go to war, are we sure all of this is real? Do we really know that Assad was behind the gas attack? It's not a defense of Assad, but it's an obvious question. How could we know that conclusively so soon after the attack happened? We didn't have any Americans on the ground. And why would Assad do that, given the certainty it would hurt his own interests? And while we're on the subject, by the way, why is a war in Syria a good idea for the United States in the first place? How would it make us safer, happier, more prosperous? Those seem like reasonable questions to us. In fact, the exact questions you'd want your policymakers to ask. But no, they're not asking them and they're offended to hear them. The first person we asked those questions to, Republican Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi, implied that we were somehow allied with Vladimir Putin just for asking. Other than that, Wicker had no answers at all. It was embarrassing, and he didn't seem embarrassed at all. Others just denounced us right off the top. Jennifer Rubin of the Washington Post tweeted this, quote, he is insane, meaning me. Fox is not a news organization. That is all. Noah Rothman of Commentary called the show, quote, nothing less than undiluted Russian propaganda. Seth Mandel of the New York Post summarized the criticism perfectly when he tweeted this, very simply, shut the F up. These are journalists, by the way. No explanation. Of course, shutting the F up is the whole point of tweets like that. They want you to be quiet. They want you to do what you're told. No more questions. Shut up and obey. There's no chance of that, though. Sorry. Glenn Greenwald has been following all of this. He's a founding editor at The Intercept, and he joins us tonight. So, Glenn, I, you know, leaving aside the real question of how you should respond to Syria and is it a threat to the world order and to us and to its neighbors, I think those are all fair questions. But why the universal attempt in the media here in this country, left and right, to shut down a meaningful conversation about it? The only time I think that the media praised Donald Trump was almost one year ago today when he bombed yeah. an airfield in Syria um, in response to what had been alleged at the time was an, a chemical attack by the Assad regime. People who hate Donald Trump and go on air every day took a break for 24 hours to proclaim him presidential because that's what U.S. presidents in their eyes do is they just drop bombs on other countries with no declaration of war, no reason why U.S. interest or, or the U.S. borders are at stake when it 
it happens. So I think that that's just the ethos in Washington, that not only is it just an inherently good and presidential thing to do to drop bombs on other countries, that's why right. polls around the world show that the greatest threat to world peace in the eyes of the public in, around the world is the United States. Um, but also, you know, Adam Smith wrote 300 years ago that the reason people who live in capitals and in the elites and countries love to watch their countries bomb other countries is because it gives them sense of excitement and purpose and kind of this pulsating stimulation. And I think that's a really big part of it. It doesn't matter whether it will accomplish anything. It just makes us feel strong and powerful and purposeful to do. And so just bombs away. I think that's right. I mean, I think human nature explains a lot of this. I agree completely. But journalists exist to push back against that, not necessarily against war, but against a heedless rush toward anything. I mean, our job is to be skeptical and ask real questions. Why is no one doing that and anyone who does is attacked? So, you know, the, the, just about every name that you mentioned in the media who, who attacked you for raising questions about whether or not we ought to actually go and bomb another country are all essentially neocons. They're the same people who were doing this in 2002 and 2003, saying anyone who asked questions about whether we should actually go to war and remove Saddam Hussein was, a, was a, a, an admirer of, of, of the Saddam regime. They did the same in 2011 when it came time to remove Gaddafi. They said if you're against that war, it means you love Gaddafi and you want to see him slaughter people. It's just the standard tactic. Um, and what we have now is this kind of union between neocons who, who have now once again kind of been embraced by both the establishment wings of the Republican and Democratic Party um, and the militarists in both parties, people like Lindsey Graham and lots of Democrats who right. love every single war. Um, and so this climate arises that you're just supposed to cheer when it comes time to drop bombs on other countries, not ask whether there's evidence to justify it, not ask whether it will do any good, not ask whether it will kill any civilians. And if you do ask those questions, it means you're on the side of America's enemies. It's an incredibly authoritarian tactic that gets used to suppress debate. Yeah, it's poison. I agree. Glenn Greenwald, thank